0: Hello beautiful listeners, I've got another musical episode here for you guys. Um, you guys know the drill, I introduced the super talented individuals, you guys love it, you show your support, you go to their page, and you stream their music. So today I have Maria and her melody here. So um, to start, I want to say, just out of the blue, what scares you? Doesn't have to be related to music, but just what scares you?
1: People people scare me fair enough yeah honestly like you know when you're a kid and you're told all these like monster stories by your parents and like you know it's like this painted picture of like you know go to bed early or the monster will come and get you or you like you know like little silly things like that and then you end up looking for wow it's gonna go a little dark but then you end up looking for like you're, you're curious about these quote-unquote monsters um, And then when you grow older and then you do things in life, you then suddenly feel like, oh shit, like I'm surrounded by everyone who, I'm surrounded by people who are a bit like, they may or may not have the best interest for you. Yeah. And oftentimes it is the latter because, you know, like for me personally, like when I say people, it's like I'm scared to put myself out there because tried and tested, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. So yeah, I think I would say people. That's a
0: perfect answer. What did your start look like? What were some of the earlier memories with music that you have?
1: Um, definitely busking around town in Islamabad, um, performing at, I mean, I think I was like 13, 14 and my mom, because she was Filipino, <clears throat> we used to do a lot of, like, Christmas carols around Christmas time, and we would do a lot of, like, Filipino, uh, they call it parties, but it's really not a party. It's mm-hmm. like, it's like a buffet, so there's food, every individual, it's like a pot, pot potluck. Gotcha. Everybody brings, like, food, and then everyone you sing karaoke and then there's like this one special performance. They always call it surprise number. So I used to do a lot of those. And then obviously when my career started, um, I think one of the most early on um, memories that I have is performing with a Pakistani band called Nuri. So that was totally, that was like a push into it and I don't think I'll ever forget that time yeah yeah
0: um and I want to ask you real quick though those kind of parties or gatherings you did with your mom times like this where it's near Christmas is it really nostalgic is it like heavy
1: yeah I mean heavy of course because you know she's not here anymore but but nostalgic for sure because it Every year now, I'm reminded of how much I love Christmas and just the spirit of it and the wholesomeness of it. Because, I mean, I'm not Christian, but I my memory of Christmas is being together, sharing food together, you know, obviously the presents, <laughs> but mostly the food and just the surrounding of people and the warmth of, of, of the people that you love yeah. and care about so christmas for me is big every year like even after my mom passed away i was like I gotta, gotta make christmas man like christmas you carry on those old- traditions yeah i mean I, with a little bit of twist like um so i've been living in Karachi for four years and my flatmate and i i kind of like wooed her into it where i'm like listen we gotta go get a treat <laughs> so this is like three years ago when i just moved in with her and i moved in with her like three months before christmas so you know, I'm just getting to know her and she's getting to know me. And one day I pull up with this tree and she's just like, Oh, you celebrate Christmas. I was like, Yeah, I love Christmas and I'm gonna get you on it too. So since then we've been hosting like it's we're known amongst our circles of friends that, oh, keep Christmas weekend or keep Christmas week empty because, mm-hmm. you know, we're going we to go to Marianne Sagina's for Christmas dinner. So we make a big thing out of it. We do Secret Santa or we give each other budgets on what kind of, pro, like, you know, budgets of like, okay, you can't get more than like a thousand rupees. Sometimes right. we like, we, we play around with it. We're like 500 rupees, you know, like, what can you get for someone under 500? Nothing. You can't <laughs> no, but yeah this is like it's pretty cool we do the karaoke we do the food i cook all the food because that's like the filipino tradition part of it mm-hmm. where you the food yourself or you you know invite people to bring food as well
0: gotcha yeah. i don't want to get too sidetracked but i'm just really fascinated for a moment do you know a lot of like <laughs> filipino dishes uh, had your mom taught you
1: anything that, yeah yeah i mean growing up that's all i ate um even living in pakistan my mom i remember she would make two dishes. One would be Filipino, one would be Pakistani, Uh. and for some reason, my brother and I would always choose the Filipino, because we never, when we were kids at least, it was very tough for us to, our palate to, like, normalize with the spice level over here, Right. so we would opt for Filipino food, because it was just, I don't know, it was yummier, Um, so yeah, so growing up, I saw her cook a lot, and then she used to cook all the time, so... I was kind of, like, her helper. Um, so, you know, I, I picked up a thing or two, and, and, yeah, it's crazy. Whenever I'm in the kitchen, I, I mostly never know what I'm doing, but I'm just doing it. Yeah. And so I'd like to be, like, that's my mom telling me, like, from above, hopefully, that hey, man, you got to do this, this, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's, it's, it's like a way of remembering her as well, you know? Right. And
0: I, I mean, when you were telling me your story, I see that, like, that quality of, like, uh, togetherness and uniting like i think that's what you like try to practice and carry on in tradition. Yeah. 100%. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um i want you to number the attributes um for you in, in order. Singer first, okay. trendsetter first, or daydreamer first? Mm-hmm. And like you got to list them all, but like what which one goes first, second, third?
1: Um i think daydreamer first. Okay. <laughs> Uh, singer second, hmm. although, honestly, i just be a singer first, but in this category, definitely daydreamer, d- daydreamer first. Okay. Singer, and then, I guess, trendsetter. I don't know if I'm a trendsetter.
0: I think you're a trendsetter.
1: I think the hair did it this, this time around, because I went and I did a random shabby wolf cut. I love it. <laughs> it's grown out, now, and, like, everybody was just like, where'd you get your hair done? Hmm. I'm just like, like, is it really that nice? Yeah. I hate it because it's so much work. It's a
0: lot of maintenance, but, yes. A lot of
1: maintenance. <laughs> but,
0: okay, I want to talk to you about collaborating and with your experience and maybe as an observer, how much con- creative control do different parties have? Um, I don't know how much of a producer you are, how much of a composer you are, but um, in your experience Collaborating with other artists or individuals, how much creative control have you had, and has it been a positive experience?
1: Um, it really depends. I think if, cause you know, I've been I've been doing this for a little over a decade now, so it's definitely transformed over the years. Um, I think in the beginning, I was too young to be given. Or too young to be trusted to be given a creative control, if that makes any Absolutely. sense. Um, you know, people knew the talent and they appreciated everything that I had to offer. But I remember when I started off, it was very much like, okay, Maria, this is what you have to do, and this is how you gotta sing it. And then I'm gonna assign you this person, and he's gonna, or they're gonna help you figure out this part. Okay, okay. And, you kind of get used to it because that would happen so often that you, I would just be like, Oh, okay, I guess this is just how it's done. So, you know, when I was a kid, I mean, 17 years old, you're, you're, you're in in like a recording studio for the first time. And you're just like, Oh, okay, maybe this is just how it's done. So back then I don't think I had as much as creative freedom. And so, because looking back now, I feel because of that, I felt a little. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Shy. Okay. Like I was too shy to give my input. Um, and then whenever it was encouraged to give my input, I would obviously you know freak out, shy away. Yeah. However, now in the recent corporate collaborations, and I say corporate c- collaborations like branded music shows or anything related to a corporate company yeah um it it really depends it depends on who you're working with uh with the musicians it's always cool because i think you know nowadays things are a bit different and um the newer generation has also given voices and motivation to millennials to be able to you know be okay with sort of stepping up for yourself Mm. and like you know, okay, This is these are my ideas and things like that. Like, often people think I'm much younger than I am because of the ideas that I come up with. Yeah. But it's mostly generally because I'm looking at what the newer generation is following. Mm-hmm. So then I'm like, okay, this is attracting these people. We should adapt to that yeah. mentality and put that into art. So it's definitely different now. And I think it's cool. Like, collaborating with artists is the new... Uh, at least in Pakistan, I'm sure it, it had been popping around the world. Mm-hmm. But you know, over here everything comes late here, and that's okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I think collaborating is really important, and in my experience in recent times, it's been great. It's like it's fun. You realize that it's easy to bounce off ideas one an- off of one another and write a song. Yeah. Um, my producer, well, my last producer and I, we would just. You know i'd have this idea and even that's a collaborative effort right so i'd call him and i'd be like hey man he lives in australia so i'd be like hey man do you want to come on whatsapp right now like i have this idea and i think we can like write a song in like 30 minutes and that's what would happen because you would bounce ideas off one another and you know i'd say something like hey man i want to say something like this and how do we put put that into this word and blah blah and so it's cool it's interesting
0: that's very lucky to be able to have a producer that gets your ideas, appreciates it, and is able to produce that as well. That's rare. Not a lot of, especially the big names, you would think that they have more luck with it. They don't. They have horrifying stories of how like producers take advantage of them and they don't ha- let them have that cr- creative freedom, so on and so forth. I love that, how you have found someone and your dynamic works well with them. I wanted to ask you uh, one of your songs with Tharab, and I might be pronouncing their name wrong. And Aisha Aja. No, yeah. All right. Should, um, how how did that go about? Because it looks so fun. I saw the music video, and I was like, "This! I want to be there. I want to be in the room and parting with them." It was a
1: lot. of uh, So Tharab and I have known each other uh, since Nest Cafe Basement days. Wow. So way back, and uh, he was in town for coke studio last winter this was exactly i believe a year ago and um he was in town and him and i had to finish my album at the time but both of us knew that we wanted to work with aisha separately because she is so talented like i have i've met so many female singers my whole life you know being one myself you kind of the female singers kind of stand out especially if you are one, because you want to know who else is out there doing the same thing that you're doing. Mm -hmm. So you can resonate. Aisha definitely popped up on my Instagram, and I was like, who is this girl? And how is she singing so beautifully? I have never met somebody who sings so nonchalantly. Mm -hmm. Like, she's just so gifted, and I hope and pray that she continues to practice and, like, pursue this, because she's a rare, rare type. And she's so young, too. So young she's like 23 I want to say um I mean when I was 23 I was not focused I was not as like 22 23 I was oh god I was really dumb um
0: well you were making the so path right you didn't really have much to look up to
1: yeah I mean I was I was in a position where I was like all right I guess I gotta ride this wave I did it mm-hmm. I chose not to, which is I guess what I'm paying for now but we'll get to that later um so yeah, so Rob and I were in the studio, and we were actually composing a song for... No, actually, hold on, scratch that. Both of us were having a shit day. Mm. We were mentally exhausted, drained, no motivation, but like upset. We, we both were just in a funk. Mm. And we in the studio, and he's like doing his own thing, and I'm like doing my own thing. I'm like cursing everyone, and I'm just like, ah, oh, I hate everything. And he's just like, yeah, man, me too. Like, I'm going to make a beat. And he's like, dude, this song would be perfect for you and Aisha. And I'm like, okay. So he played it for me. And he played the hook, the the chorus on repeat. And I just kept saying time and time again, because I kept thinking of my mom. So essentially, throughout the whole song, I'm I'm talking about my mother, right? And so then he's like, you should message Aisha and get her on this. So I wrote to her and I'm like, hey man, there's a little bit of a beat. If you're interested, come over tomorrow. And that's like, you know, hang and get to know each other, potentially write. And it was just so natural. She came over the next day. We just ended up writing the whole song and it was really chill, very nonchalant. And then we set up a day for the following week to record vocals. And when we were recording the vocals, I was like, okay, I'm gonna make these little videos, and I don't know what I'm gonna do with it, but hopefully, I'll compile it. Mm. That's that's how that's how it happened. I just, yeah, so it was, fun. It was because I didn't want to do something so like luxurious for yeah. it because I was just like, it's like three people having having a good time. You wanted and to you,
0: capture the honestly the process from the get go of and
1: and the everything all the footage from that on the, on that video is from the day that we actually recorded the vocals so that was like the second time all of us were meeting um like collectively and it was cool it was, it was fun it was so natural it felt like we knew each other for years
0: that's so fun I'm I'm envious <laughs> like you, you just like sit down or, or you're upset and you're like you know what let me make art let me do that <laughs> oh yeah. my god but I, I want to like question that did that take time to get there or did you always tap into your emotions and you produce something nice?
1: So 80, 85% of the time it's easy. Okay. Cause, cause you just, I look at it this way that I probably won't, won't be able to, or wouldn't be able to express what I'm truly feeling. Um, on like an Insta story yeah. or an interview, um, I find it the most easiest when you write about it and sing about it because technically you're singing to yourself, and you're allowing the the process of someone else receiving it. Mm-hmm. So whether they receive it or resonate with it or not, you still are resonating with it because yeah. it's coming from right. So I look at it that way. Um, but there are times where i would be sitting and i'd be like okay i'm going to write today because i feel like shit and it just doesn't come out block. it doesn't it's like a crazy block it's like you cannot even like climb over it because you're just like okay and but th- that's an indication for me that's for me that's a sign where i'm like okay no worries i just gotta let it process even more mm-hmm. and some of the best things come out when I'm when I'm when I'm really really sad, and that's kind of like what I feel like people don't get um, because they think that I mean this is what I feel. I feel like if you're happy and you're, or if you just even if you're sad and you throw a happy beat to it, for some reason that doesn't feel honest with me. Like, oh really? If you listen to the lyrics of "Time," I'm actually really sad. Mm-hmm. If you into the lyrics and the rap part that i do which throb wrote for me i'm actually really upset both of us even aisha's part like we're we're literally crying for help we're crying for help where we're like stop um subjecting us or stop making us feel that we are just because we are living in a country like pakistan and we're singers we have to adapt to the type of music that is played here i think i don't think necessarily that that is how it should be i think music and art is a freedom of expression and you should be able to express it in whatever way that you want absolutely so my sad music um <laughs> you know because i get it i understand why not everyone likes sad music but it's not meant to be sad it's not i mean it's not meant to bring you sad it's meant to for me, it's like for my listeners, it's like, hey man, I'm human too. Like I'm going through my stuff mm-hmm. as well, you know. So it's most of a, it's mostly like a natural process, really. But yeah, sometimes it comes, sometimes it doesn't.
0: Got you. Okay, gonna have to talk to you more about that because I've been songwriting for a while, but my roadblock or obstacle has been um, the melody. I just I can't find a melody that I don't hate after listening to it twice. <laughs> like just your own work you find like little things you don't like about it but we'll come back to that um so i usually ask artists um like tell me about your favorite track but i'm gonna make you a little extra uncomfortable because i feel like you can take it uh and i'm gonna ask (laughs) you does maria onera have a track she doesn't
1: like oh um Oh, that's tough.
0: Are you super critical um, of yourself? Or do, do you, like, give yourself, like, a...
1: Like, I think there are bits in different tracks where I'm like, shit, I could have sang that better. Hmm. Or it, we could have mixed that better. But that's the thing about about an artist, that you'll always find little, little things that just don't make sense to you. Yeah. And you'll always feel that it's not enough. Um, but... There are a bunch of songs that I've done for corporate brands that I'm not really a fan of. Oh. And I wish I could t- take those names, but I might just get into trouble. Okay. Um, but if I'm speaking of my own songs, uh, I love all my songs. I mean, not to sound self-centered, but I genuinely do because all of the songs that I've written over the last few years. So I, yeah, so I mean, I'm not, I like all of them. I don't necessarily have a least favorite one um, because each song has a story. So it's crazy because each, each song that I've released so far have, have a story behind it where it was either something so strong that happened or that I felt, and I've put it into words and I felt so much lighter after that. But like I said, like there are little bits um, in my songs, which I'm like, yeah wish i didn't wish i get this instead but then that's a that's the artist uh growth absolutely every time you know you're every time you release a single a newer version of you comes out the following time yes so then you end up feeling like okay i guess if i knew this then i wouldn't have done that and i wouldn't have felt this way but that's okay but now you know now yeah yeah so you know
0: okay no i love like (laughs) <laughs> uh, I love that. I think you're the first artist on here that has actually said that no I love all my tracks I love everything that's in um, but I think that's that's not a sign of like, like, even the um, little bits and pieces like to that, uh, what you said that it, it's a sign of growth a sign of improvement and there's nothing more beautiful to have like progression online yeah. for you to see and see bits and parts of you in chap literal chapters uh, on you line for you to reflect on like stepping stones it's beautiful um i took notice of your artistic choice when it comes to your vocals uh, from song to song i wanted to ask you is that intentional or is that more subconscious do you, do you know what kind of like vocal techniques you want to do prior to or during production or is that something that you just let your mind take over and see what comes
1: Um, you know, when I was a kid, I used to mimic a lot of singers, that was like a way of understanding how this particular singer opens their vocal cords or reaches or reach a single note, for Mm -hmm. example. And often that's taken negatively because people believe that you should have your own voice. Um, but that it's just a general part of practice. So growing up, I used to listen to a lot of Paramore and a lot of Haley Williams when I was a teenager. Okay. And I was obsessed with how when she would hit high, higher notes, it would just come from her chest and it would come from her throat. And so she would hit like a raspy touch. And then I kept doing that and it became so, na- it ended up becoming so natural because obviously I'm much older now. This was like 12 years ago, but now for me it's like oh it's so because my voice is much deeper than it was Mm. when it was when I was a kid and over the last like maybe I want to say six years I've been practicing lower octave notes because I could never hit a low note and hitting a low note is much difficult is as difficult as hitting a higher note because you're putting your vocal cords into a position where into not a position, but like into a state where it's not used to it. Mm-hmm. So, when it comes to recording studios, it really depends. Um, so, if I'm working with another producer for, I don't know, anything corporate, they would often tell me like, okay, like they're different techniques. So it's just like, okay, smile when you sing this particular word. Yeah. So it comes out that, way. and automatically you can feel your tone changing. Yeah. Um, and then. Sometimes, you know, Throb, for example, like this, we're releasing a single uh, this coming January. And Exciting. It was really cool because uh, when we were recording the vocals, he was obviously in Australia and I was here. It was five o'clock in the morning. He's like, Maria, I want you to sing this part as if you had just woken up. Okay. And I'm like, okay. So I woke up at five o'clock in the morning to record it so i was like that that makes sense like you know so like on the second verse you can hear that i'm that that my voice is heavier and certain parts he's like okay now i want you to sing this part in a way where you're whispering so it sounds like a little husky i'm like okay cool but obviously when when i'm singing live then i just let it yeah come out you know um, but I try to often, like, even throughout, like, I try to make it as natural as possible. Whatever comes out in that genuine time of emotion, I should just be able to embrace that.
0: Yeah. Um, I want to hear your take on a controversial topic. I, I, talking to you is so much fun because I feel like, like, you. there's lots of things about the industry that, like, you're nitpicky about, which is great. Like, we want to improve this thing. Um, and you're comfortable to talk yeah. about it. So, uh, the question yeah. is, can you... Um, my god my spelling <laughs> yes the question is do you believe in separating the art from the artist
1: oh do i believe separating the art from the artist
0: no i don't know no right i because there's benefit because from the for the artist still at that point
1: yeah because then you're trapping the artist and you're just using their name or mm-hmm. their face yeah. I see here at least I see a lot of artists who rose to fame and and got what they wanted the whole time but I but I think a lot of the times I mean I've seen the BTS of everything as well because I've been through it I've, I've been through moments where I'm like okay but that's not me I was once working with this brand and this was a very old story. I think it's about 6 years ago. And at the time, I mean, I'm like I'm a laid-back chick. <laughs> like I don't really care about like like I don't I don't I don't I only wear makeup when I know I have to. Uh-huh. I'm that kind of a girl. Yeah. I'm like okay, I'd rather like just be in my own natural self. Yeah. Uh, so, I had to work with some people who didn't really um, ask me if I was okay with wearing a particular clothing item um. at the time or whether I'd be okay with, you know, um, changing so many clothes at the time. Yeah. Um, but like there was just, I mean, I wouldn't say consent. I would say like cross check. There was, I, I'd never got that cross check mm-hmm. and I felt like my art was being taken away from me and instead I was just this object and I'm being just used as this object and my voice is an object so I don't think I, I don't believe that you should be taking because then you're just a sellout I don't know that's just like that's how I think about it like then you're just selling out whatever you want for your money for for money okay so I'm going to rephrase that question there were
0: good points but I feel like what I meant to ask was when people when an artist um, does uh, 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 something alleged and people say okay it's better to not like support them or even if it comes out to be true their music that we're streaming should we continue streaming that music and just separate the artist from the art
1: oh okay (laughs) that's a different question i think i get it i get it uh scratch the previous answer um no i get it uh I don't know man it depends like it depends it does really it depend depends.
0: on the crime does it depend on the values
1: I think it depends on if if you resonated with with the music that this artist has put out in the past and it, if it has helped you in the past in any way because I truly believe like music is a key of communication from like a stranger to another right like you're you're listening to to these words that this person who you've never met and who probably doesn't even know if you exist, Mm. you're connecting with them. And I find that part beautiful. Um, But I think that's also the problem because when you do find out how this person is, then you're just like, whoa! I don't know if I want to be associated with that anymore. I don't think necessarily, I mean, it depends on, on the person themselves. If I was in that position, and I was to listen to music of if I was to find out something about someone and and I'm just like gutted mm-hmm. probably wouldn't I probably wouldn't cater to the person. I probably wouldn't like engage. But if that person's making good music, man, I mean you can't you can't like uh dismiss good good music. Okay. I have some friends in or at least I had where we all started off at the same time and we, we didn't necessarily have issues with one another. But we found out some things okay. and, and I was a bit like, I don't know if I want to be with you in public, buddy. And, you know, I completely d- dissociated myself. But I still continue to listen to their music because they were still making good music. Okay. Uh, I don't necessarily think I would promote it, <laughs> which is what I'm trying to understand about your question. But, personally, I would listen to it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't like, be their fan. But if it's good music, I'd listen to it. Okay. I don't
0: know. <laughs> I feel like you're having to justify yourself. It's cool. I just want to see your perspective on that, because I've seen, like, um, a spectrum of perspectives on that. It would... And I'm glad you're open to answering that. Um, yeah. What change do you want to see in the industry? Small or big?
1: Um... I see more opportunities. Yes, there are
0: yes. Opportunities,
1: but I would I would like to phrase that in a better way when I mean opportunities, because the opportunities that we get here nowadays seems a bit repetitive. How do you mean? Um, like voicey. Like I mean, it's like sure, they their their gigs, their concerts.
0: But they're not yeah, progressing they look- they're not taking you in yeah.
1: they all look the same to me personally i want to see more intimate gigs i want to see uh i want to go to a concert and watch a rujaf Tab live where the whole crowd is quiet okay that would be nice that would be lovely to go to like some huge park where they throw these gigs i mean concerts and It would be nice to just be in the crowd and just listen. I would like for people to listen. I think that's definitely one change that I would really appreciate to see because, you know, as an indie artist, especially as a folk singer, it's not easy for someone to go on stage with just an acoustic guitar. It's obviously with a band, you can kick ass. Mm -hmm. I mean, I prefer bands and my own at the time. It was a lot of fun like i go crazy when i'm with a live band but when i'm singing by myself on stage and i have my guitar or if i even if it's just a backing track i want to connect yeah. with the people is i think that's why you write these songs because you want to connect so i think more intimate gigs for sure more opportunities for sure and i would just wish if people would just stop depending and by people i mean corporations and i get it corporations go off of what the audience and the uh, avam, as they say, go for. But, you know, um, maybe for once, don't do that. Maybe give them something new, something that they didn't expect. And maybe instead of waiting, okay, okay, this is a new person, they blew up on social media, let's hire them. Instead of that, let's go like, okay, this is a person with a lot of talent and we see the potential, like genuinely... Like, just look at the potential and hire them. Even if it's not just for money, even if it's just for an opportunity, it'll make a huge difference. Mm -hmm. It'll really make a difference. And do it right. Do it in a way where where the artist is comfortable yes you
0: know you definitely hit all the nails on the head you smashed them in the wall exactly what I was thinking okay talking to you for the short period of time I have this is what I have to say to you um I already knew you had like a mind of your own and you were like very like independent um driven and minded but what I have to add and what I see in you talking to you right now is that you have a very business mindset, like you have perspective, you have like these like ideas. But I think it's just about like resources and opportunity to be able to like, execute them, which sucks, because like, we don't have that. And, and and I just want to add to like all the points that you said about opportunities. Uh, An episode that I really want to make is, um, it's called the passion versus paycheck Cho- uh, like choice conversation which is yeah. you either go for your passion career-wise or you go for the paycheck which is like your office job um and people are like oh office jobs are like old they, they, they kick them out they're done we're not doing it gen z let's change whatever and then the yeah. other party's conversation is okay we need to like support the arts and arts is like the way to go and like we need to progress the arts and improve the arts, which are both valid conversations i think but what i want to say what I haven't heard from anyone is that people that want to do the arts, they haven't, like, made it a, a, an availability to pursue. They made it very exclusive, and I think that's done purposely, because the glamour of it will go away. It'll get oversaturated and so on and so forth. With the internet, it already is. It's already done that, but... Um, and then I have a question following that, that we're going to talk about, like, the artists that have risen on the internet versus, like, traditional media, whatever that even means. Yeah. Um, but you definitely hit the nail on the head with that. We need more opportunities, and we need it to not be seen as this almost idolized thing, which is so harmful for the artist and definitely for the public, because the public feels like they're entitled for, for meeting the artist then. <laughs>
1: hundred percent that's what I meant when I said I'm scared of people earlier in the beginning because like right before we started I mean I think I told you I have PTSD from people I'm so scared I mean I used to be someone who was like very openly vulnerable with with my audience Mm -hmm. I'd be like you know this is who I am I mean, I'd curse sometimes because I'd be like this is just who I am like if you're following me following me quote unquote and if you're and if you love my music or whatever it is that you're, right you're now, too I'm, humble. I love because I mean I'm grateful for my OG followers. Like mm-hmm. there are some people over there who I genuinely have conversations with. Oh. Like, like whenever I would show my vulnerability, there would be a few, few to like few hundred, hundreds of people who would write to me and be like, listen, Maria, you you got this," and like you know, like full motivation, and I some of them would like stand out and i would have genuine conversations with them but then like the extra amount of people are it's just like bro i mean creepy to hey like that's like given right like i mean i haven't even touched that yet but there's some people who are just like so entitled because it's like they're paying us that's how i feel yeah i feel like only my paycheck depends on this particular person who's trying to tell me what to do. Never. No. Why do I feel that way? And how do we get here? How did we get here to a point where we've given them the magic wand to be like, all right, here's your throne. And Mm. basically you you will lead us. And I feel like a lot of uh, the people who do give opportunities, be it promoters, be it brands, be it agencies, ad agencies, whatever it is, they've given that liberty to our mass audiences and, and that's what, that's really what I've seen, like in a lot of my other friends, even from the industry who are freaking famous, like I'm 2% in front of them, if, if that's the case, right? They're full on celebrities. I feel for them. I feel for them because they can't get out of their house. And even if they do, they have to be disguised yeah. and, and they cannot express themselves properly because God forbid, if something they say, which is so normal, politics, like It'll just turn around and the audience will just make it seem like it is just, uh, it's just that, yeah. Because for them,
0: they're just like a pretty face with a nice voice, entertainment. They're not allowed to have thoughts or ideas. Yeah.
1: And I think that's really, really sad. And I don't think that's just in Pakistan. I think that's all over the world. Universal, yeah. And it sucks. It sucks that social media was never meant to be used in that way, I feel. Um, I mean, back in my day, we never had fucking social media, we we had MySpace, mm, and, yeah. then Facebook, and then when Facebook came, it became like, oh, okay, I guess Facebook's a new thing, and then right after, Instagram came, and then Twitter came, and then everything blew up, and then everyone, and now it's TikTok, and now this and that, and blah, 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 everything's so fast paced, I can't keep up, like, I was like, oh my god okay, I got to do a crash course on this. And I did. I had to do a whole crash course on social media to understand people, to be like, okay, what is the type of content? What is safe to put out there? And that is exhausting. Yeah. Because you'd must either just be writing music, mm. um, but instead you're doing your homework that you didn't want to do. Yeah. So yeah, I feel like uh, people are really entitled to, to, to push you to places that you don't want, yeah. you know?
0: Um, to add to your uh, give the audience or give the public something new instead of something they're already familiar with just because it's working I do working in quotes because it's not working you have these people starved so they're obviously going to eat it nobody wants um, rotten tomatoes or bread but if you have them starved guess what they're gonna have rotten tomatoes and not to insult anybody that is not to like shame anything that has been loved for years it's just saying that um two things something is familiar so we're obviously going to be gravitated to it and then something that is the only option is also what we are going to go towards and have so I saw this TikTok about how Bollywood has been quote-unquote dying and will continue to die if Bollywood doesn't take make changes and Bollywood has this philosophy that oh if we make changes or do what Western media is doing people won't digest it but what Bollywood needs to understand people haven't been accepting the same love story politics family not accepting the lover so on so forth for the past 20 years so it's either you change and people won't accept it or you keep doing the same thing and people won't accept it yeah.
1: um yeah and... it's, i feel like i feel like it's it's kind of like you're spoiling your kid mm-hmm. um but giving them what they want yeah. without disciplining or 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 making them understand that there are more things out there. I mean, even, I mean, I'm not an expert with cinema, but, you know, over here, I know that the cinema in Pakistan is really struggling and it's struggling because basically, I mean, it's just like, the people want different kinds of films. I
0: wanted to ask you, I don't have this written down, but just because we spoke a a little bit about um, traditional media slash um, the internet kind of fame. I wanted to ask you, do you see any change, um, or how do I want to phrase this, how do you see the public viewing stars versus independent artists who rose to fame through Instagram or through uh, SoundCloud, so on and so forth, do you see a, a respect more towards the internet celebrities or is there still that kind of like status quote-unquote like well they're they're real celebrities
1: um I think and this could really bite me in the butt but I think um everyone who rose to fame through Instagram social media and music particularly I think it was always honest like Shea Gill is a is an example Mm -hmm. she was always honest and raw And I think that is what our country is hungry for, like the audience. But then if you look at the mass audience who have been following Aisha and Hadika Ji and everyone else, for that matter, in that category, even Aima, for example, Mm -hmm. um, that's the masses that that they have already tapped through television. Um, And from yesteryears, especially Aisha and Hadika, like they have been out. I mean, there were. I remember Lady first music video. I was I was really young, and we had MTV at the time, and I thought it was so cool. I was like, "Whoa, this this chick has like short hair. And it's red. And she's got, and look, she looks so cool. I want to be her when I grow up. I wanna, I wanna also have a music video on a rooftop somewhere, you know? So I think that was already like something that was brewing. But when it comes to respect, I feel like, uh, I feel like. The former unkillia already bahut respect hai. Like they have built themselves, right? But when it comes to social media, people because it's so raw and so authentic, that has more power mm-hmm. in my opinion. I think so. I've seen that. Okay, these people on the left are already so respected, and they have to be very like careful as well, which is why they may or may not feel quote unquote trapped. But then on the other side, there are all these other kids and girls and boys who who just find, who have found this modem of of a way to express yourself. And people want that. People want raw and honest um, content. And, and when they're provided that, <laughs> provided, when they're given that, they're like, shit, we want more. Yeah. So I think it, it could really go both ways. I think um, there's no more or less. I think it's both equal respect, but in two different forms of respect okay um but we do need more raw artists for sure because i think that is what is uh uh, we're deprived of it abdul hanan is a fantastic example yes it just came out of nowhere (laughs) homeboy blew up on freaking spotify like that's insane it's insane yeah yeah um
0: suppose, who's on your vision board?
1: Oh, <laughs> Hayley Williams, of course. She's literally on my wall. Okay. Um, um Phineas, Billie Eilish's brother. He's really cool. I think, <clears throat> I mean, Billie is awesome.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But her music, and of course she has a lot of her input into her music as well, but... The genius is her brother, and he is such an inspiration. Holy shit! I want to be like him. Mm. Use music like him. Um, and uh, Whitney Houston. She's on my inspo board oh. for vocals. She's so cool. And and yeah. That's I an mean, interesting one. I like, wouldn't have
0: of thought of Whitney.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Whitney has been was just. talk about her like she's my homie um but no Whitney Houston was someone who I grew up listening to I the first song I ever learned was hers um she plays a huge role in my in my vocal career um as a singer as an artist as a songwriter I would look up to Lisa Hannigan she's a Irish folk singer she's severely underrated but severely talented. <laughs> like okay. she's insane. She's, she's probably the only reason I would want to go to Ireland and find her. Oh wow. She's from <laughs> so, so yeah, these are a couple people that, that I look up to. Um but in my vision board if I if I'm talking about genres, although I don't really believe in genres. No I don't because I think music is music. You mm. know, like music is music. But I love absolutely love Afrobeat. Like mm. Afro music. Yeah. Yep. There's something about there's something about that type of music that is so groovy and it's so experimental you can add jazz into it you can add progressive jazz into it you could talk about you can turn it into like a straight up country folk type of version of it like it has just so many ways of of, of expressions that is so cool. So that is definitely something that I would like to work on Afro music
0: would love to hear that from you speaking on music and like the genres and types of it and like how its build is would you ever consider bringing in the element of in any way how and and I don't know too much about the background of uh Filipino music or or like its intricacies but do you see yourself maybe tying that into what you do
1: not right now maybe because I'm a bit detached Um, so Filipino music is very, very sweet. Okay. Um, the very ballady, um, songs like Reflection from Mulan is what's popular.
0: Okay. (laughs)
1: Okay. And like ballady and like love songs and like duets. I see. It's like that. And there ain't nothing wrong with it. I mean, it's it's great. I would love to do a ballad with someone who has that vibe. But personally, I don't think so. Not right now, at least. Um, unless I, I mean, like, I mean, maybe, maybe I could make a twist to it. But mm-hmm. but now in this moment, I'm at a place in my music career where I'm figuring out a lot of things. Like I'm figuring out. Um, if I even want to keep continuing releasing music in Pakistan, um, because like I said, people scare me and it's, it's gotten to a point where I'm almost like hesitant to share the deeper side of myself. Um, and I know I can escape it by escaping the country, but it'll always be there. So that's obviously there at the back of my mind. But yeah, it's 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 interesting. It's an interesting feeling. I think it's also called growth oh. <laughs> and it's like transition into understanding what kind of music you want to throw out. Because I've tried it all, man. Like I've I've been experimental for me. Twenty twenty one and twenty two were just be experimental. Throw out music that you've never thought that you would. Love that. And I did. I mean, time the song time i'm freaking rapping in it i never thought i would do hip-hop like i was just saying and it, I don't it know suits I can... you
0: you actually own it
1: but i love it it's so much fun mm-hmm. but but you know like these days i'm like lately i've just been missing the sad old me like the like the sad music that i used to throw out yeah. ballads with raw and me and the acoustic or me or the piano I miss throwing out music like that. So I'm I'm in that phase where I'm like, okay, is that what I want to continue doing and then get shit for it? Or do I want to keep doing something that I'm not really, like I'm not really feeling it anymore? Or do I want to leave the country and do whatever that I do want, that I want to do there? So it's a bit of a transitional period.
0: So are you saying plan B would like move to North America or something like that?
1: Probably Europe. Okay. Good. Okay seen the the folk indie music vibe there and i'm like Hmm. remember earlier when i was talking about intimate gigs yes i see that happen a lot in in the eu Mm -hmm. so maybe i would like to tap into that i don't know uh it's expensive so let's see but (laughs) but i would love i would love nothing more to explore that even if it's for like a year Mm -hmm. um I would love to explore that side of the world and, and see how how it would turn
0: out. Yeah, because, I mean, you can try it out. You don't have to commit to it. It can just be like, let's see how this chapter yeah. looks, and, like, let's rewrite this one. Um, never think of it yeah. like, a, oh, I'm making this major change, and now I have to, like, stick with it. No, no, you can just, like, try it out. Yeah. Try the next yeah. bowl. You don't like that one? Add a little syrup? I don't know. Um... <laughs> So, if not music, then what?
1: Oh, design, maybe interior design. Oh, I've been, yeah, I think it's I kind of get it from my grandpa, even though he was an architect, um, growing up, I would just see a lot of like statement pieces around the house, so I would get so fascinated by by like random little things that would be around the house that and my mom, when she was working for the British High Commission. Back in 99, she was a furnishing officer for them also. So she used to do multiple things for them, but then she would also furnish houses for different diplomats, and I used to be obsessed with that. I'd be like, oh, my God, that's so cool. How did you turn this scrappy-ass place into something so beautiful, into a home? It's probably interior designing for sure, because I like, like, you know. The fascination
0: of, like, the progress of, like, how do you make something like And I think you kind of, like, get that uh, satisfaction with music as well. Like, just, like, developing and changing and, like, let's add this line. Let's take that out. Um, Yeah. All right. Those are all my questions for you. Uh, I just wanted to uh, give this moment for you to drop your handle, let people follow you. So.
1: Yeah. um, Follow me, guys, on Spotify, Instagram, and YouTube. Everywhere. It's just Maria Unera, And, um... I have a new song coming out. Hey,
0: look up for that. Well, (laughs) thank you so much, Maria. Um, This was a lovely conversation, really a deep dive into the industry and for independent artists and just like we need to make it a little bit less of a barrier.
1: Thanks for having me. Of course. And good luck. And um, yeah, man, thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciated uh, everything that we talked about because these are questions that not everyone normally asks people.